Cheers. Cheers. To history. To history. Ooh, it smells bad. This is so bad. Wait, wait. I need to cheers again. I need to redo without smelling it. Cheers. Cheers. Ugh. These izzies are just so sugary. That's the part that got you? Yeah, I don't know. Okay, so hello and welcome to the podcast. Mm -hmm. We are here recording. It's a Saturday afternoon. This is Jake, and he is the funniest person I know. And this is Maddie, and she's the smartest fucking person I know, so we're going to learn some history from her. I'm so excited. Yeah. We're going to learn some history from me, but it would be boring without you. Right, We're going to laugh at some history together. I know some of it. I know I know this story pretty well this week. This is a favorite story of mine. I think one of my favorite, honestly, yeah, probably one of my favorite American historical Past stories. Times. Yeah, <laughs> no, definitely. So, the Salem witch trials. This this week is a good one because this isn't the first time we together have fixated on this. Definitely not. No, we <laughs> we have had so many conversations. I think that the one that sparked it though was Aaron Mankey's Unobscured. In season one. Season one. So in good. October of 2020 when we were locked in the house. <laughs> Could not go anywhere. Oh couldn't God. go out. And we had nothing to do. And you were like, oh, I found this silly little podcast called Unobscured. And it was Halloween, but nobody was really getting into the mood. because no. Because it was 2020 and like yeah. nobody could really go out or anything. And I remember listening to that podcast and falling down the rabbit hole and being like, I have never listened to anything like this before in a podcast. I think that my older sister told me about it. Yes. Specifically, not even for my own benefit, but she was like, have Jake listen to this. Yes. Because was this before or after our John Bonet Ramsey? John Bonet Ramsey has been (laughs) years for me. John Bonet Ramsey is like... I've solved that case. I solved that case years ago. Is, But did Rissa tell us to listen to this because you told her to listen to the other podcast about John Probably, Binet? probably. That was, a good, that was a good transfer of podcasts. If anyone wants to know about the John Binet, I think it's the True Crime Garage. And they mm. have seven episodes on John Binet Ramsey. And each episode does like a different part of the story. So like one episode is the 911 call. One episode is like the ransom note. One episode is like... Just everything, like each different part of the case gets one episode. Are we doing JonBenet Ramsey this week? Aaron um, Mankey's Unobscured. Okay, Aaron Mankey's Unobscured, season one. If you guys haven't listened to it, please go and listen to it. It's a fantastic show. Aaron Mankey, shout out to you. It was so, great. I should got, re-listen. Yeah, should re-listen. So the Salem Witch Trials are fascinating for both of us. Mm-hmm. I think we've both been very interested for a long time. Yeah. And... My favorite part, I think one of my favorite parts, and something that everybody can always remember, is the dude who had the stones piled on top of him. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I remember first being fascinated with him way back when I learned about the Salem Witch Trials in middle school. Yeah. They told us his story specifically. He was like the only male story we learned. Were you guys reading like The Crucible or something? No, I think... It's probably just a New England thing. Oh, like we went, that's so we went true. on a field trip to Salem. I forget, I forget how close you guys are. Yeah, which is interesting because even in California we learned about it, but like it's different, you know. I, I just realized that it's so close for you. We learned about it, and then my teacher made us have a trial, <laughs> where you were either no. <laughs> yeah yeah 
you were you were either accused and you had to like defend yourself or you were accusing and you had to like make up why that person was a witch and you didn't you just got to make it up on your own so you could make up any oh, reason wow and the teacher was the judge and there were punishments like we had the thing that you put your head and hands in or like you'd have to wear like a dunce oh, yeah. cap <laughs> like there were like actual punishments in school and part of your grade depended on if you won or lost your trial what kind of, like, fucked up American <laughs> education system do we live in? It's so fucked up. I, but it was so We spent fun. so much time learning about the Salem Witch Trials, but... And then we went to Salem, and we saw some of the graves and things. Yeah. And I remember that was the first time I learned about Giles Corey. Okay. I first learned about it through The Crucible. Mm. I think I read that, like, freshman year of high school. Mm-hmm. But he's in The Crucible, right? Yeah. A he little is. different. A little bit different. Mm-hmm. I think we can get into that probably compare with the crucible a little bit because i think that that's like what everybody knows everybody's read the cute crucible and we never had to read it but we saw the play which i think is based on the book okay the crucible is like everybody's first connection to it salem witch trials salem witch trials okay so the story starts in salem salem which at the time was two villages, right? Salem Town and Salem, Salem Village. Yeah. So Salem Town was the one that was to the east, mm-hmm. which I think was more of like the city people, people that were like closer mm-hmm. to the port, mm-hmm. people that were closer to town. Mm-hmm. And then there was the west side, which was more towards the woods. Mm-hmm. Like the farmland? Yes. Okay. Which was Salem Village. Mm-hmm. So I think that now Salem Village is what town? Danvers? Danvers. Okay. Mm -hmm. And then Salem Town is now actually Salem. Salem, Salem, Massachusetts. So it's 1692. There is a new pastor in Salem Village who moved in just a few years before. Mm -hmm. I think he's highly unpopular at the time. And his daughters, who are now the famous daughters in the Crucible, Mm -hmm. who are the original daughters, Mm -hmm. start accusing tons of people of witchcraft. All over Salem. Up to the point where, I think at the end of all of it, 19 people were hung. Mm -hmm. Several people died in jail. Mm -hmm. 200 people were accused. And one man, whose story we're about to tell, was crushed to death with rocks. Yeah. He was kind of a genius for doing it. I feel like when you were accused back then of witchcraft, you kind of didn't really stand a chance. Mm Mm-hmm. Even the few people who were found innocent were kind of outcasts. It didn't go well for anyone. Right. Because it was just hysteria. Yeah. It was mass hysteria. Yeah. Actually, if you go to Salem, there is a stone. I want to... That's fitting. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) In in my memory, it was a bench, but I think it was actually just a stone. But it does say on it, like, Giles Corey pressed to death. Right. Like, right here. (laughs) Probably. Pressed to death on this exact stone. Probably. That's still here. Yeah, so so to go back to the beginning, Giles Corey, born in England, like six... Like everybody else. (laughs) Yeah. Just like everybody at the time. In uh, 1611, so long before the trials. A very long time. That's that's 80 years. Mm Mm-hmm. 80 years. Wow. And it's not super clear when he first came to America, but he probably got married in England and came with his first wife sometime before 1640. Still a long time ago. Mm-hmm. This is like 150, 110, 125 years before the American Revolution. 
just so really saying long time. saying the the year 1611 yeah it's like when even is that bizarre that I, I think napoleon is like 200 years after this to provide context but this was a very long time ago very long time ago <laughs> <laughs> like too long too long okay. yeah so Giles Corey, he first moves to sam town and then he does eventually move out to the Salem Village area to get some more farmland. And so he is, he owns the land. He's a farmer. He's hes doing fine. His first wife dies and he remarries this other girl. And like, and what's na- her name? Mary. Everybody Mary. then was named Mary. <laughs> Everybody was named Mary. His first wife was Margaret. Giles was the only <laughs> unique one, honestly. There were so many Marys in the Salem Witch Trial, it's insane. So he marries Mary. Yes. His second wife. Yeah. And who never becomes a part of the witch trials. No. Ever. No. But, it, you know, in the overview of his life, I don't want to forget about poor Mary. Right. She is she a... She's iconic. So he gets married to her in 1664. He's 53. Unrelated to the whole witch thing, but important, I think, to his character, he goes to trial in 1675 for beating an indentured farm worker to death. So he fucking sucked. He, <laughs> <laughs> he was shitty. Yeah. He was shitty. I he think... was kind of a badass because of the end, but he was a shitty white man at the mm-hmm. time. Of course, yeah. yeah. And I think that that also probably lends a lot to why he was successful, because it was a time that you could bring over indentured servants to work your land for free until they owned earned their own freedom and right. whatever. So one of these... According to Giles Corey, one of these workers, like, steps out of line and he beats him to death. And at the trial, there's a bunch of character witnesses that saw it. And unfortunately, at the time, this was okay. This was fine because corporal punishment was allowed against indentured servants. Wow. Like, that was just fully fine. But... Uh, that's rough. Yeah, so even though the murder charges were dropped... He was found guilty of using unreasonable force. Oh my gosh. Gotcha. Yeah, they were just people too poor to come over for their own land. So they would come over on the terms that they would work on this other guy's farm for a set amount of years or whatever. And yes. then they earn their earn own their freedom, freedom and... or land or some promise. Yeah, which was a pro- just just that, a promise. Unless you're this poor guy and you end up working for Giles Corey and mm-hmm. you get beat to death. So he was found guilty of using unreasonable force. Which I guess, like, if someone died, that seems pretty unreasonably forceful. Oof. Uh, but this charge is, like, so much lesser that he just pays a fine. <laughs> okay. Gosh. And mm-hmm. it was probably nothing. Probably not. It was, like, pay five bucks. Which at the time was, like, $5,000. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, a couple years later, Mary dies. And he marries his third wife, Martha. Thank God. Another M name. Another yeah. M-A-R. Yeah. Not Mary, though. Or Margaret. Or Margaret. His first wife. <laughs> or Margaret's first wife. Wow. we You know, white mm. people are so creative. What is fascinating to me is Mary dies 1684, I think it said. He marries Martha, his final wife, in 1690. He's, He's 79 old. years He's old. <laughs> and not only is he 79 years old and still finding women to marry him, he's 79 years old in 1690. Which must be, like, 200 like in modern-day life. And he never had kids? No, he did. He had five kids. Oh, okay. We're not going to talk about that. Yeah, no, they're not that... Well, they're... They, some of his... His 
Kids come up later. So he gets married in 1690. He's 79 to Martha, Mm -hmm. the third M.A.R. wife. A year later, when he's 80 years old, Martha is accused of witchcraft. So this is like the start of the witch trials. Like Mm -hmm. 1691, everybody starts getting accused. Mm -hmm. And his wife, Martha, is accused of witchcraft. Yeah. His wife, Martha, is accused. And he clearly didn't learn from having two other wives because he's still a bad husband. And he's just like, yeah, she must be a witch. (laughs) (laughs) He's old. He's like, please do not drag me into this. This is where... This is not my problem. (laughs) He's like, this is my third wife. I have been around for too long. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so she's accused of being a witch and he's just like, yeah, okay. She's a witch. And this is where the Crucible has him testifying against her and saying that she like reads strange books because it was like god forbid a woman read right but i don't know i know that he did believe the accusers and go along with her being a witch i don't know how much he like actively went against her or testified against her in the real story yeah yeah In The Crucible, they try to, I think, almost give him a redemption arc where he testifies against her and then he feels guilty about it. Right. Um, Slowly coming back to me. So at first he's like, yeah, she must be a witch. Like, these people are saying all this stuff about her. She's doing sketchy things. I am probably too senile to understand anyway because I've been here for too long. (laughs) Way too long. Especially at that time. Can you imagine what you would have seen? Yeah. Yeah. But you probably wouldn't even be realizing what you're seeing is like from our perspective today yeah you know because we're like oh you didn't wash your hands but for them it's like they're literally shitting like right outside their house god okay anyways anyway yeah so he is like yeah she's a witch until the accusers are like oh wait giles Corey, he is in with witchcraft too which makes him a wizard (laughs) a wizard yeah. So they accused his wife, and then they said he is also a wizard. A wizard. Mm-hmm. Not, not a, he can't be a witch because gender. Right. And I guess I don't. I don't maybe warlocks weren't a thing at then. The time, like lots of Puritan values. But wizard to me is like Harry Potter. Like yeah, wizard. <laughs> Use a wizard, Harry. But no, he was he was a wizard like in with the devil. Kinda and badass. yeah, Kinda badass. In his later years. So they go to him, 80 years old, and they say, hey, you've also been accused. How do you plead? And he says, I won't. I refuse to plead. He refuses to plead, Mm -hmm. right? He won't plead guilty or innocent. He won't say I'm innocent. He won't say I'm guilty. He, He, like, pleads the fifth before the fifth was ever a thing. Yeah. Right? Yeah. He was, like, the original plead the fifth. Yeah, he pleads nothing. So they arrest him. Okay. And on then, the charges that he might be. Yes. Yeah. yeah, on the accusations. And so then they have a trial for him. But it's not a trial to see if he's guilty or innocent. It's a trial to see how he pleads. Just to try and get him to make a plead. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, because you, back then you had to. So the accusers Wait. are at the trial. So in the 1690s, in order to be convicted, you had to have a confession? So in order to have a full trial... You had to plea. Like, you had to plea your innocence and then be tried against it, or you had to plead guilty and then be tried. Okay. So, Giles Corey said, I will not participate in any of this. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. this is bullshit, and I'm he's, fucking I am 80. 80 years old. I'm 80. Get me the fuck out of here. That's probably what he's saying. Literally, yeah. So, he won't plead. So, they arrest him, 
And they have, like, a trial of sorts, but not, like, a trial trial. Where the accusers are there, they kind of say, accuse him again. So he has a trial that's not a real trial. It's, like, getting officially accused at this trial type thing. Mm-hmm. And so this is, is this the type of thing where they go in and he's sitting there and everybody's like, oh, he's, like, bewitching us. Yeah, I'm yeah. fainting. I'm throwing up. Yeah, so the accusers are there. And I wrote down a quote from one of them. Because also it's just funny the way they talked back then. Mm-hmm. But he said... <laughs> right. One of, <laughs> Get to the point, honey. One of the accusers said, I verily believe in my heart that Giles Corey is a dreadful wizard. For since he had been in prison, he or his appearance has come and most grievously tormented me. But some of this torment they accuse him of includes like beatings and torture... So much that they claim, one of the accusers claims that it almost broke their back. And I also feel like, now that I'm defending Giles Corey's character here, but wouldn't there be evidence of that? Couldn't you be like, hey, yeah. let us see your back? Yeah. Like. He probably had his shirt tucked in because he was so old. <laughs> you know? And like a belt on. Like, they were just like, Ugh. they were like, let's not lift up his shirt. No, no. The accuser's shirt. Not the accusing. Oh, the accuser. Well, saying... it's probably a woman, right? Yeah, so, so you couldn't. So they were like, you couldn't uh, do that. They were like, let's not. Yeah, because, yeah, yeah. And they yeah. probably were like young, unmarried. There was so women, much that so they didn't couldn't even. couldn't see their bare back. Yeah. There was like that guy who recited the Lord's Prayer or whatever, and they were like, oh, yeah. Hanging. Yeah, even though you shouldn't be able to say that. Yeah. I'm pretty sure he said it on the on the hangman's stand. On the chopping block. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That guy also was a boss. He was a boss. We'll get to his story in, like, 30 episodes. We'll get back to him. We'll, we'll loop back around eventually. We'll do a whole Salem witch trial. Really? We're so obsessed with this topic. Yeah, so, either way, I don't know how much the accusers convinced the audience, but he still refuses to plead. So he's just sitting in jail. Mm-hmm. Wow. And jail at the time is, like, literally just, like, a haystack, right? And, like, a dirt floor. Mm-hmm. I think, well, so, there was no definite death toll on the number of people that died in jail Mm -hmm. but it was a lot because conditions were so squalor right yeah and there was that one woman who was there with her child for a long time and they were just and you would sit in a jail cell with like 20 people Mm -hmm. you'd be in the same jail cell just like sitting there rotting away yeah it's pretty terrible terrible at that point just hang me yeah get me out of there (laughs) more weight yeah so he he refuses to plead and uh life was just wild back then so if a person refuses to plead innocent or guilty, they could not be tried. There just can't be a trial. But they knew that this was a loophole, and they didn't want people getting around the law mm-hmm. by being like, hey, if I don't plead, you can't try me. Yeah. Joke's on you. So they were like, no, joke's on you. Instead, we can press you. <laughs> until you give us the answer. Yeah. Well, I wrote a Or quote. until you give us. Mm-hmm. I wrote... A specific quote here in a second, too, because it was fascinating to me the way this is worded. But, yeah, you can be pressed if you refuse to plead, which means you're first stripped naked unless it's specifically said unless when decency forbids. So unless you're a woman. (laughs) Yeah, probably. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, but also like Puritans. They're like, well, but we can't see anything like you have to be naked for some reason. But we can't. so weird. How Mm -hmm. do we get to that point? society so then they put you on the floor and they put real these heavy boards on you and then they start loading 
like heavy rocks or boulders on top of the boards. And the I this is a quote about how they gave you food and water, like what you would get. It's just a the whole thing is a gem of a quote because it says the first day three morsels of the worst bread. <laughs> Not just any bread. It had to be the, the worst bread, which is what was giving them the EGOT. Do you think that they had somebody assigned to find the worst bread? <laughs> oh, at the time, all the bread was contaminated. And then it goes on to say, and the second day, three drafts of standing water. Oh, so like nasty mosquito brown water. Like, but the fact that they specified... We're going to give you hardly anything, but it's going to be the worst bread, and it's going to be standing water. And then they say that should be alternately his daily diet till he dead or till he answers. But they start with dead. Till he dead comes first. So he's like, I'm not giving you any answer still. Mm -hmm. So they start piling rocks on top of him. Yeah. How long is he on the block for? Two days. (laughs) Holy crap. Uh Uh-huh. So... He's at this point he is 81 years old, which is ancient for 1690. Ancient. What year is it? 1692. So he yeah, he's being pressed for 2 days. And over the course of this 2 days of pressing, they ask him 3 more times, "How do you plead?" And every single time he answers, "More weight." Or more rocks, depending on how you quote it. More weight. <laughs> And at some points, the sheriff, like, sucks. And at some points, he just, like, is a little too happy to add more weight. And he himself will even stand on top of the boards. Just to give him an extra push? Yeah, yeah, just to... Be like, come on, dude. He was, like, jumping around. (laughs) (laughs) He was doing a little jingle. So the sheriff is standing on top. He's, like, not great either. But over the course of two days, they ask him three more times. He says more weight every time. They add more weight. Obviously, he eventually dies. Guy's 81. I can't even believe he made it two days. Yeah. That's, I mean, this is where the badass part of the story comes in because he's 81, he's being pressed to death, and he's like, fuck you, more weight. Yeah. And so two days, that means he got three whole morsels? What is a morsel? The measurement of a morsel. How big do you think that is? Like a bite. I'm picturing like like the Cinderella mice with like a little breadcrumb. (laughs) (laughs) Two days later. Two days after the pressing starts, he dies. So sometimes his last words are recorded as more weight or more rocks. But one account, at least, has his last words being, Damn you. I curse you and Salem. Which, if I'm being honest, sounds like something a wizard would say. That's that's <laughs> dramatic. I, Especially if you have like all that weight on you for two days and yeah. you're like, Damn you, Salem. I mean, I guess for the story, it makes it a little bit better, but... One of the accounts I read did say, though, that he was being pressed so much that his, like, tongue was being squeezed out of his mouth, and the sheriff used his cane to push it back in. Uh, so I do think that those last words are probably a little dramatic. Yeah, that's a lot to say. But, like, too fun not to add, you know? So he gets pressed to death, and he dies. Mm-hmm. And... Because he never pled innocent or guilty, he never had a trial. So he dies innocent. Innocent. Innocent until proven guilty. Which means that the town couldn't take any of his possessions. He kept his house. He kept his farm. So he was able to just follow his will, and his house was passed on 
to his son-in-laws because his daughters could not own land. Gotcha. Which, it sort of worked out in his favor that women couldn't own land, I suppose, because his wife was hung. Yeah. So if she so had she owned the land... she wouldn't have even gotten the land anyways. Yeah. That's the interesting thing about the Salem Witch Trials was, I think, Aaron Mankey touches on it, about how, like, that was one of the first times in American society that women had a voice. Mm-hmm. Which is just really insane, especially, like, young women. Yeah. Like, teenage girls. Well, he also touches upon... The fact that some of the motivation for accusing people might have been people wanting their land. And he did have a pretty nice farm, it sounds like. Mm -hmm. He had such a nice farm that the sheriff, who we already talked about sucked, went on to threaten his son-in-law and daughter, according to them, that he was still going to take the land. And he, like, extorted money from them. They paid the sheriff money to leave them alone. Wow. So he's shitty up through, way through the end. Yeah, basically, yeah. All the way through the end, basically to his heart attack. He has a heart attack in, uh, I think, 1896, which people say is the start of the curse of Giles Corey. After the sheriff dies. Yeah, just maybe to loop back to his probably fictitious last words of, I curse Salem. Mm Mm-hmm. Because they say, and this fact I read on Wikipedia, so... It's true. Grain of salt here. The Curse of Giles Corey started when the sheriff died of a heart attack in 1696. And they say all of the following sheriffs of Essex County all died or resigned because of heart or blood ailments. And that the curse wasn't broken until they moved the sheriff's office to a different town in 1991. Oh. So I feel like that can't Damn. be possible. Please make sure that I haunt the fuck out of this town for hundreds of years after I'm gone. Just, yeah, I want to believe it because it's such a fun fact. But for 300 years of sheriffs dying or resigning, I, can it possibly be true? I hope it is. I guess another way they say Giles Corey haunts Salem is his apparition appears and walks the graveyard every time a disaster is about to strike. Hmm. So let's hope somebody's in the graveyard to see him. Yeah, and I guess if you're ever in the Salem graveyard and you see him, get out of there. Because apparently there were uh, multiple reports of seeing his apparition right before the Great Fire of 1914. So a long time later. Yeah. Wow. So, all in all, at the end of the Salem Witch Trials, 19 people are hung, 200 are accused, and Giles Corey is the one famous man who was pressed to death. More weight. More weight. So now when you visit the Salem grave, mm-hmm. you can see a plaque in his honor? It's, it's like rock. Right. Yeah, I guess it's a plaque. It's words carved into a rock. Okay. It says his name. It says the date of his death. I think it was September... 1692, pressed to death. I'm the only one accused who refused to plead and was pressed to death because it was such a terrible way to go. Right. But at 81 in 1692, you're probably ready to go. Yeah. You might as well go out with a bang. Yeah. Because then you're going to be talked about on a podcast. And in a way that your house stays in your family Mm -hmm. and in a way where you can apparently make all of the sheriffs sick for 300 years mm-hmm. and you can still for some reason warn the town of disasters so giles Corey's still around if you're in salem look out for him i hate that 
<laughs> I would die if I saw a ghost. I'd be so down with Giles Corey. I'd be like, yo, bad stuff on this on the indentured servant stuff. But well, thanks for listening, regardless. Yeah, thanks for listening. We'll see you next week. Yeah, where we'll discuss a story that still has a New England tie. More New England stuff, guys. Okay. We'll see you next week. Bye. (laughs)